It's Friday morning live. Hey, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and that follow button on Spotify, wherever you're at. Please hit like and leave a nice comment. I can't even have my priest on YouTube because, well, first I better introduce my wonderful guest. TikTok, Mr. Celebrity Apologist, <laughs> buddy from TikTok that I tried to get on the show like in January, and his number appeared out of my phone, Mr. Lupe, Guadalupe. How you doing, guys? How are you? You're in Breaking Badland. Yes, I I am uh, part of that uh, whole Breaking Bad craziness that happened. I never have watched the show, though. That's the crazy part. I love it. <laughs> you did watch it? Huh? You did watch it? No, I never have. I've been to the locations by accident, but I've never watched it. Look, <laughs> the next time I'm in New Mexico. Sure. I get there every now and then. Mm -hmm. I want you to take those film on. Okay. But you got to watch it, man. Okay, I'll have to watch it. <laughs> you can learn good spiritual principles watching these god terrible shows of violence. Yeah. You know, but those characters on, on there, the, the Mexican guys, I forget yeah. the names, but there's one guy there in, in the front part of the break bad he's terrified oh is he yeah and <laughs> let me tell you this real quick before i turn over to you i was on facebook mm -hmm. two years ago yeah and there's this uh mexican dude that was he was a little overweight but you could tell that he had been in the gym all yeah. his he, he was scary and he was a uh, unconfirmed Catholic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Catholic. There's probably millions of unconfirmed Catholics out there. They go to Mass, they love the Lord, but they've never, you know, gone through the process. Right. And he, I just had this little bit of feeling with him and me and this uh, female Catholic friend I got that I'm trying to get on the show and him, we kind of would three, the three of us would message each other all the time. Yeah. And then I made a joke about him being in the cartel. Yeah. And, buddy, let me tell you something. He did, He blocked me instantly. Yeah. And then he said some things to my female friend, then he blocked her. And I think okay. he was. I think that he was coming out of that. And I yeah. read his mail. So you're in New Mexico. Yeah, I, I've actually probably met people like that in life person. So <laughs> that's a come I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't watch the Breaking Bad show because I actually lived it where in the area where I used to live. So <laughs> that's a come I don't uh I don't I, that's one of the reasons I don't watch it because I know I know people like that. So I <laughs> and as soon as I found out that they were like that, yeah, I, I kind of stay, stayed away from them a little. Well, you're you're on TikTok a lot. What's your name on TikTok? What's your handle? Uh, I, you can find me by either my 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 game tag because this is like you've been using this forever, Phoenix Magnus or Lupe Loera, and that's L U P E L O E R A. Uh, the the funny part is that I found I found out that El Chapo and I have the same last name, so it's it's simple <laughs> to 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 find me. <laughs> so. You never know who you're talking to on social media. No, I know. I I, I was asking my sister, are we related by chance? Because and, and she started laughing because I because like if you saw that video that I posted on my story, I was uh, making fun of myself uh, in the sense that I was uh, looking at a chapel and I said I told one of my friends, I wonder if I put a mustache if I look like him. <laughs> so <laughs> so I was messing around with that filter. Almost spent a lot of time praying. Praying for yeah. him. Yeah. So yeah. What, what's your story, man? Or were you born Catholic? I was born Catholic, but I was part of a nominal uh, family where, you know, we're culturally Catholic, but not practiced 
uh, as much. Uh, my mom always tried to get us to go to mass, but um, I would say that, you know, we went to our first Holy Communion, our confirmation, but we kind of kind of left the church in the sense that we 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 always kind of we didn't see a difference between Protestantism and Catholicism. And we just always I would always tell my mom, mom, I can just watch watch, uh, you know, pastor so and so on on uh, on television. Um, and this is in the era where there's only like four channels. Uh, so, you know, you only had uh, a limited uh, availability. And and so that was one of the, the things that I was nominal Catholic. So I didn't see a difference between Protestantism and and Catholicism. I thought Christian is Christian. Um, uh, and and it wasn't until I got uh, to college, and by then I had pretty much left the faith. I I could honestly say that I didn't know how to even say the Our Father or even the Hail Mary. That's how bad it was. Um, and and most of the time, uh, I you know I would meet other people and they say, "Oh, are you a Christian?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm Catholic." But that was it. That's that's as much as I was Catholic at that time. Uh, when I was 23. I'm not going to lie. I was interested in a girl. I didn't know she was Protestant. Uh, and she invited me to her Bible study. And at that time, I met other people within that church. And uh, they said, hey, would you like to study the Bible? I was like, well, I don't see no harm. You know, Protestant, Christian, it, it you know, uh, Catholic, Christian, it doesn't make it a difference. Well, I'm sure we're going to teach the same thing. Uh, and it happened where I had three of them, one of me, and they started talking to me about the Bible. And pretty much, you know, they would ask me to ask questions uh, regarding, you know, their faith. And so I would ask and I go, well, what's the difference between Catholics? And and the weird thing, the honest thing about them is that they said, you know, the Catholic Church was the original church of Jesus Christ, but it fell away. And I was like, okay, that's kind of odd to me because, like, the limited knowledge that I know, I'm like, well, if God, if Jesus is God, then how does he break his promise that his church would fall away? And I, and I think you've probably heard some of my videos that that's one of the things that I always keep repeating. Um, but, yeah, for me, it was, like, odd. But at the same time, I knew that I, I, I didn't know enough of the Bible. Uh, and eventually, I you know, I kept studying with them and they asked me, well, do you want to be saved? And I was like, well, yeah, who doesn't? Yeah, you know, I, I you know, who doesn't want to be saved? I want to go to heaven. I want my parents to go to heaven. And then it was in a way that they made it seem where like pretty much the whole world was going to hell. Pretty much that that's what it was. And, and they were the only group. So it was kind of cultish in that sense. Uh, it was almost like a Jehovah's Witness type uh, church, but it was the Churches of Christ. But at the same time, you know, they had that mentality of we're the only ones. We're going to be restoring the uh, uh, Christ kingdom on earth. And so I, I kind of at the same time, I was like, wait, this doesn't make any sense to me. But at the same time, I was a little scared. I, I Well, I shouldn't say a little scared. I was a whole lot scared because of the fact that, well, if we're all going to go to hell if we don't follow what Christ wants us to do. So I joined that church. Um, I remember, the, and this is the heartbreaking part, because my mom, as a little kid, she had always given me or put a little picture that she got of Our Lady of Guadalupe, who I'm named after, Um since I was a kid, I've had this picture, and I remember that when I uh, left the church, I, I and I like I said, I had already left it a long time ago, but like I officially left it. Um, I told her, "Mom, I can't be Catholic anymore. Uh, I'm gonna follow Jesus." Um, and so, yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so I I remember the first thing I did is I pulled down that picture from the top of my wall, and I gave it to her. And and the and this is what uh, I remember most about that day, because when uh, I gave her that picture, I go, this isn't for me anymore. Uh, I gave her that picture and she says, you know what, I'm going to pray to her and I'm going to pray to St. Anthony 
for you to come back. And because uh, my, my second name is Guadalupe Antonio. So I had those two uh, uh, saints praying for me. And, you know, Our Lady of Guadalupe doesn't let go of anybody or Mary doesn't let go of any anybody that is consecrated to her from birth. Uh, because she consecrated me from birth because my previous uh, older brother had passed away and uh, was born stillborn. So she said, you know, so I'm going to start praying to Our Lady of Guadalupe that Lupe is born. So I was always consecrated to her. Uh, and uh, sure, sure enough, I gave it to her. I know it hurt her deeply. Uh, and, you know, and so... I left, uh, but she said, I'm going to keep praying for it. And every day, you know, she would pray for me. Um, it, it got to the point where I was kind of separating from my family, kind of separating from my friends. And I would not even have anything to do with them. Uh, and I was just totally involved in that church, uh, you know, for three years. And in those three years, uh, I started moving up the ranks of that church because one i started reading the bible more and i kind of started getting a good grasp of it uh so i think protestantism because of the fact that it did get me to uh learn and and read the bible but at the same time i started seeing little things within protestantism that didn't make sense because you know they the one doctrine that they say sola scriptura is the that the Bible alone is our authority, but yet I started noticing that they were also going after, you know, uh, Calvary Baptists. They were going after Presbyterians, Methodists, you name it. They went off. They, they at least they were consistent in that that they went after other uh, Protestants as well as Catholics. Um, and honestly, I didn't even know there was such a thing as an Orthodox Christian at that time. Um, but they they were consistent in that sense that they they preached to everybody and we would actually go down the campus of new mexico state and and try to bring people to to christ and bring them to our bible study so that way we can have that one-on-one -on -one. um within like three months i started discipling people uh one of them uh was my good friend brent uh and he was he, he was a spitfire i learned a lot more uh, i learned from him as much as he learned from me um, but the one thing that we both learned was we had to be obedient to Christ. And, and, and at that point I started, like I said, I started reading the Bible and I got to Matthew 16, 18 one day. And, uh, there's a footnote in the NIV Bible because that's the Bible that I used. The nearly inspired version. Yeah. The new international, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> but there's a, there's a footnote on there that connects towards Isaiah 22, 19. And I was like, huh, what's Isaiah 22, 19? So I, I, I looked at it and I was like, okay, the keys are there. The keys are in Matthew 16, 18. And, and I kind of read that whole part of the, until the end of the uh, chapter of Isaiah. And I was like, oh, that's the office that Peter has. And Catholics say that Peter is the successor of 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 Peter, but that's the office. So Christ was giving them that office, and this is a Protestant. I started, you know, and 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 like I tell everybody, I started seeing things that were too Catholic. So I would close my Bible at that point, and then I would let it go. Uh, so, but on that one time, I kind of read through it, and I was like stuck on it. But I also got stuck on uh, the gates of hell will never overcome the church. Um, and I was like, okay, so this doesn't make any sense to me because of the fact that Jesus made a promise to all of us, not just some of us, to all of us, that his, his church would stand and his church would never fall away. So either somebody's wrong here, and I, and I had to kind of find out who's right or who's wrong, because if Christ uh, lied, then he is no true prophet. And if he's no true prophet, then Christianity as a whole, not only Protestantism, but even Islam is not is not even is not a viable option. We should all become. Uh, well, we should all become Jews. That's that's the only option that we have. And so I kind of 
uh, started kind of studying that way. And it took me three years, but eventually I, I say I got the courage to leave them because I was still afraid I was going to go to hell. And I went and I talked to my discipler and I said, hey, you know what? I got to leave because I don't agree with you guys and I got to see what's out there. So I started going to every Protestant church in, in New Mexico, in Las Cruces, New Mexico. And I went through church after church. And there are some things that I, you know, I looked at them and, and they they didn't fit what I was learning. And, um, you know, it, it had been like three months where I was just like, I, I give up. There's nothing that I can honestly say. There's no church that fits that 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 view of what i i see the church because there was i also saw bishops in the bible i saw deacons i saw elders but i didn't see that in in the churches of christ that i belong to so i'm sorry you did not have a bishop in the church of christ they they have elders and they have the pastor but like and they i guess they have regional but they don't call it that and and i always ask well why don't why don't we have those? And we, they were like, well, we have, you know, elders and we have uh, uh, pastors, but we don't call them that. And I said, well, why not? If if that's what's the biblical, because according to them, everything we have to be following what the Bible said. So if I didn't understand that. And so and then there was uh, groups within my own church where they said the bishops uh, submitted to the elders of the church, not the other way around. Uh, the way we have it here in the in the Catholic Church, where we have the bishop as the authority of the diocese, and then we have the priest underneath him uh, and the deacons. And so it was kind of it was flipped upside down. Um, but it was just one of those things where I would see certain things in 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 my church, and I saw that in in and and I went to other churches. I went to Calvary Baptist. And I asked them questions. I met with a youth pastor at that time. And uh, and I asked him about everything. And I asked him, well, what about this and what about that? And and he tried to give me his best answer. But at that time, I think I was pretty knowledgeable about the, about the Bible. I knew it very well. And I still am. Um, but I just couldn't. I, I, I There was just something that I just kind of said, stepped away from every other Protestant church. And I just, like I said, three months into this, and I'm like, there's no no church out there that that uh, that I can say meets Christ's criteria. And so uh, I'm sitting there in my room kind of moping and a little bit depressed. And, I, and, and this thought came to my head, and I always laugh at this because... As soon as this thought came into my head, um, I got up and I said, you know, behind me, Satan, because the thought was biblical Catholicism. That's the thought that came into my head. And as soon as I heard, I heard that in my head, I was like, no, get behind me, Satan. There's no way. So this thought kept reoccurring in my head over and over. And uh, it was just one of those things where... It just kept buzzing and buzzing. And so I said, okay, you know what? I might as well see what what if that's true. So I got on the internet. I cooked up to uh, AOL. And, uh, you know, it took like about 10, to min 10 minutes just to hook up to the internet at that time. And then I got on Netscape and I punched in biblical Catholicism. And the first page that came up was by a uh, Catholic apologist named uh, Dave Armstrong. And so he at that time, he had a, a web page where he had everything broke down from uh, the papacy, Marian doctrines, everything you can think of. Even like I said, that at that time, I didn't know the Orthodox existed until I got to his page. And I was like, oh, OK. So I even looked into that. Um, but sure enough, the two things that I kind of felt that I needed to um to look into was the papacy and the Marian doctrines. If I could prove those wrong, then that's it. I, I game over. Uh so I started on how I'm sorry. I was 27 at that time. I was 27 at that time. So yeah, it, it, I was uh like when I went into the churches of Christ, I was 23. 
Uh, it's been 24 years now that I've returned to the Catholic Church. But yeah, so I started going into the uh, papacy. And and I was like, like I said, I already had that one verse uh, in Isaiah. And so I started going and, and reading the scriptural uh, you know, especially the rock and, and the Petra Petros argument that they have, that Protestants have. And the way Catholics explained it, it made more sense than what um, Protestantism is, does, because it's like it, it makes total sense. If Jesus spoke Aramaic, he's not going to say you are Petros. And on this Petra, I'm, I'm going to build my church. He said you are Kepha. And on this Kepha, I will build my church. So it made more sense in that sense. And, you know, and then, of course, the Marian doctrines, you know, like the first one was uh, 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 the, 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 the sons of Mary, the, the supposed sons of Mary, Simon, Jude, Joseph, and, and you know, and all the other sons and the, and the daughters. And yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. You threw me off. I thought you were talking about a cult for a minute, the sons of Mary. No, it, I, I have to say that the churches, the international churches of Christ is very cultish. So uh, when people say you don't know what it's like to be in a cult. Oh, yeah, I do. Because it was it was just that 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 uh, that closed off from everybody else. Like, if, you know, in order to you couldn't even date outside the that church because uh, only them, only they were saved and everybody else was not. And so. Yeah, it, it was very cultish. I, I can honestly say it was a cult. Uh, you know, it's always funny when I always hear Protestants say that we we Catholics are a cult. I laugh at that because I'm like, if it was a cult, then we couldn't even, uh, we wouldn't even think that you guys have a uh, the ability to be saved. And that and that's the thing. Even though I believe in the doctrine of there is no salvation outside the Catholic Church. Uh, the way I explain it now, once I understood it, uh, that doctrine, because uh, at the first I was like, holy moly, that's that's a really hard teaching. Um, you know, and, and I kind of always remember uh, John 666 because, hey, you know how, you know, this is a very hard teaching to accept. And, I, you know, a lot of people can walk away. And I know Protestants that have walked away from the Catholic faith because of that teaching, but without them fully understanding it. But um, yeah, the Marian doctrines, uh, um, the sons of Mary, uh, for me, uh, as I was reading, you know, Matthew 13, 55, it does say on there, the son of Mary, but it doesn't say that those four brothers are the sons of Mary. It says only Jesus is the son, and it's singular, not, not plural, because it would say one of the sons or a son of Mary, alluding to um, there's other sons. And also, even on the uh, genealogy uh, of, of Jesus uh, in Matthew, uh, the other thing is that usually when a son, like, for instance, uh, Reuben uh, is mentioned, Reuben is mentioned, Reuben and the brothers. So if you were going to say Jesus had brothers, and, and, and when it describes Jesus, it says Jesus, who is the Christ, it should have said, and the brothers, because he is the 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 uh, firstborn. And and at the same time, the argument that Dave Armstrong made for the firstborn was that firstborn doesn't mean that there's going to be a second. Born. It, it, it could, but it doesn't mean that. And, I, OK, I said that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so a lot, shortly, you know, all the uh, the uh, Marian doctrine started kind of falling away. And I remember I was like, OK, I'm ready. Uh, and my sister at this time knew what I was doing, that I was searching into Catholicism. So I'm sure she was telling my mom. <laughs> so uh, that was the, the the funny part is that uh, she uh, started telling my mom what I was because I was telling my sister, uh, telling her what I was finding out. And. Uh, you know, she, she, I think they started praying a little bit harder <laughs> So uh, on that. But I remember them uh, asking me, how are you doing? You know, and I didn't know why, because, but it was my sister that was telling my mom what I was doing. And uh, my sister started getting the idea that we should go to mass. 
So I remember, you know, going, no, no, the first couple of weeks. And then finally I said, you know what, let's go. And at that time, I was already getting some of the issues over the Marian doctrines out of the way. So I said, okay, that, you know, I want to see what the mass is all about. And so I was like, after three weeks of that, I was like, you know what? I need to talk to a priest. And I went and, 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 and talked to a priest and I, and I set up an appointment and I said, hey, I just need to talk to you because I got some questions. Um, I'm not Catholic anymore. Uh, you know, I'm Christian. You know that old saying that Protestants always say, I'm Christian and, and not Catholic. Uh, okay. You know, like I always tell people now, when you say you're, you're Christian, you mean you're Protestant. You're not Catholic because Catholics are the originals. And as much as they, they want to appropriate that name, it belongs to us. It's, it's, our, first, it's our first name, you know, uh, Christian Catholic. Because we're the universal Christians that uh, converted the world. Because no other church can say that. Um, you know, while the Orthodox were subjected to the Ottoman Empire, we were going around the world and, and converting the world from pagan to, uh, to Christianity. Uh, and there's no other church that can honestly say that. So, yeah, we are the OGs, you know, in that sense that... Uh, that's the one thing that I've known that I, I look at, at history now. Uh, and I, of course, I started learning history. That's the other thing as I, I looked into the church fathers as well after I, all the Marian doctrines. And I started reading the church fathers and, and everything started kind of fitting in a little bit more. Uh, so I had some great teachers in St. Uh, you know, Irenaeus. Uh, <laughs> so I had those guys uh, teaching me. Uh, but I also had people uh, whose books I read, like Scott Hahn, um, Tim Staples. Uh, I've, I've listened to a lot of the products from St. Joseph's Communications at that time, too. Uh, so I was devouring everything that I could. Um, and it was just one of those things where, like I said, it, uh, the one thing that always kept me coming back was Matthew 16, 18, where the gates of hell will never overcome it. Once I, I kind of understood that, the principle of it, it means that Jesus himself was going to be always protecting the bride of Christ. Um, Matthew 4, uh, John, sorry, John 14 and John 16 talk about the Holy Spirit leading the church in all truth, not some truth, but all truth. And so that that's the Holy Spirit leading. So we got Jesus building the church and we got the Holy Spirit teaching the church. How can it fail? It, it can't. Uh, you know, Jesus, I think in Matthew 12, 29 says, uh, in order to break into a, 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 a home of a strong man, you have to tie up the strong man and, and then you're able to pretty much rob the house. And, and I saw that as Jesus uh, being that strong man. The other thing is that Jesus himself is, said, you know, you can't build a house on sand. You have to build it on a rock. And, you know, Matthew 16, 18 says that very thing. So those are the things that I saw in scripture. But then, you know, adding the history to it, it kind of made me see that the, the Catholic Church is the fullness of Christianity. I love my Orthodox brothers, but I think they're missing out on the papacy and the importance of that. Well, we see that even now uh, with the schisms or the... Uh, you know, the breaking up of the uh, uh, the patriarch of Alexandria and the patriarch of Russia kind of uh, kind of getting mad at each other and, and splitting. And so there's no way of them uh, settling the argument as much as they want to settle. They want to say that we in the Catholic Church, we have a final authority. We have to be united to that one uh, person that has the keys. And the successor of Peter is Pope Francis. As much as people want to talk badly about him, we have to be united to that Pope. And the thing is, that that's one of the other things that I see a lot of people bash Pope Francis. But I've never seen him change anything. Um, and there's a, I, I don't know if you know who John Salsa is, but he made a good point. Yeah, I got his, uh, yeah, I'm, he's got a huge website, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he, he made a good point, and I have to agree with this because I didn't know. And it's weird how, like, I know certain things without actually knowing them, and then I get it confirmed by the Holy Spirit. But um, John Salsa says that that Jesus gave 
his authority to Peter. And if you're not united with Peter, uh, you're technically in trouble at that moment because you have to be united with Peter no matter what. Because the papacy, the keys of Peter are the unifying it. Of, of Christianity. Uh, without it, 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 everything starts falling apart. Uh, so, you know, that's one of the things that, uh, the other thing is I learned how to be very respectful to priests because it's like, I I would not, I, me being a single man at 50 years old now, I, I don't think I could do that kind of uh, being a priest. Uh, even though I am single, I, I'm celibate, but I don't think I could, I, I like, like I tell everybody, I'd, I'd be the priest that 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 reaches through the uh, screen and pulls you and bonks you on the head and says, "That's your Hail Marys right there," you know. So, so, uh, but uh, no, maybe, I, I go ahead. Maybe we need some of that. Is Taco Nacho one of your friends? I'm sorry. Taco Nacho is he one of your friends? No, I I don't even know him. I I but he, I see his comments here and there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, he he he. Uh, I I just saw one of his comments, and that's when I said, "Yeah, we're the the uh, the OGs of Christianity." But yeah, yeah no, uh, the that's the thing I I always tell everybody that if you're gonna call Pope Francis a heretic, you have to realize that there's a process through what the Church goes through, and at no time has any uh, bishop called for a council to uh, judge him as a heretic. So. If that hasn't happened, then we need to keep our mouth shut because only the church can decide if somebody is a heretic. Even uh, you know those people that have uh, that bad uh, taste for Vatican II, uh, where they say it was uh, infiltrated by the Masons and all that stuff. Uh, for instance, like uh, uh, Bishop uh, Bungini, who was a prominent, you know, wrote a lot of the documents. They said he was a, uh, a Mason. Well, if you're going to start questioning that he was a Mason, there's no proof, actual video proof of him being a Mason. The other thing is that the church never condemned him as a Mason. Uh, but if you're going to do that, you're going to have to go all the way to Vatican I, and you're going to have to ask yourself about Pope, uh, the Pope at that time, which was pious. I don't remember which number he was. But he was, he was uh, by the old Catholics, there's that theory that he was a Mason himself. So he changed that. So at what point do you <laughs> do you stop with the conspiracy theories? So yeah, that's Nacho. Nacho said it better. That's above our our pay grade. Yeah. So yeah, James is said to have been both um, same sex oriented. I'm sorry, King James. When I've read, oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I read that. I'm wrong, but I read he was he's buried with his two. Lovers. Oh wow! Yeah, I didn't even know that. Man parts. Also, yeah. the editor of the King James Bible was a Mason. Yeah, and I don't really know much at all about Masons. I, I really don't. But all, you know, you can say anything about anybody. I've gotten to where I don't watch the news anymore. Either side. I, I'm the same. Because I'm the I same. believe them. Yeah. No. Yeah. The, everything. I really can't trust the news myself. I, uh, you know, people always try to drag me into the politics. I'm like, I don't care. Uh, my my politics are are led by the church. I'll I'll stick with what the church teaches, um, and I'll and I'll and I'll leave it at that. Um, if people want to go to the left or to the right, that's up to them. I know what path I'm following because it's a narrow path, and I'm just gonna be uh, following that narrow path. So. Yeah. 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 Well, and the other thing that I do want to say, though, is that the one thing that I always see in Protestantism is that it is a narrow path. I mean, not a narrow path, sorry, a wide path in the sense that which of those many churches is the one that teaches the truth? Because the thing about it is that all of them say, well, we have the truth, but yet they can agree on doctrine. They can't even agree whether they should baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, or in the name of Jesus, or if they should even baptize at all, or they should baptize adults or only, or they should, or they can include the infants. Um, 
I always find it funny that they always say, well, the baptism, baptism is only for adults, but they're they're connecting that with John the Baptist baptism. And 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 even in the submerging, because John himself submerged people, but that wasn't what Jesus did. You know, uh we and, and we also know that Jesus wasn't even the one baptizing, because if you look at John 3, it's the apostles that were baptizing people, and it doesn't say how they were doing it. But we agree that Jesus himself said in Matthew 28, 18, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And, you know, unfortunately, Protestants, when they look at Acts, I think, uh, 238, where it says baptize in the name of Jesus, they don't get that that's in the by the authority of Christ that you should be baptizing people. Because Jesus' baptism with his authority is in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, so that's one of the, the the crazy parts. And I think, I don't know if you've seen my video on that, where I explained that to an, a uh, oneness Pentecostal, uh, because he was so stuck on it. Uh, and they just, they just can't uh, uh, grasp onto that, that. And unfortunately, you know, it, it, it it's bad in the sense because a lot of people want to, and, and here's the thing, here's the thing, a lot of Protestantism, uh, they they teach that it's just a relationship between Jesus and them, so they don't really have to obey their 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 pastors and and even pastors that I talked to at the time, they said, man, I wish I had more authority, more authority like Catholic priests because then I can just hey let me correct you on this because most of them if they don't like the the pastor they can go to the next church and that's it. Well, uh, we as Catholic, well, yeah. Sure. Church. No, and and so that was one of the things that as a Catholic when speaking to pastors uh within that three-year period that I realized that they just didn't have that authority. Um, you know, Hebrews 13 17 says that the leaders of the church have they're gonna be called to account for our souls. So at the same time, I don't want to make the job of a priest harder. I want to help them and encourage them. Um, and then there's also, you know, the Sedevacantes movement where they've moved or they left the churches because they said, oh, well, that priest has become liberal. That priest has become that because you guys left and you didn't encourage them to push a lot of the 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 more traditional style of the of the mass in in, in even in the uh Novus Ordo. Um so and and you know with that whole thing it just kind of it just denigrates into Protestantism in a way uh unfortunately uh mainly because they they become Protestant themselves by disobeying the the magisterium of the Catholic Church. What is a mutiny? Oh no, it's a mutiny on the captain. <laughs> a mutiny is a total rebellion. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is Protestant. They're protesting yeah. just about everything the church has done. You know, Lupe, Vatican II happened a long time ago. Yeah. What yeah, year? Was you born? I was born in 1972. So, so about a while when you were born. Yeah. Exactly. You're, you're gray hair. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm starting to get it all great. <laughs> hey, as long as you don't start falling out, man, you're good. Women, yeah. like, they like gray hair. Yeah, I know. I've been told that. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, if um, if I'm denying the Pope, mm -hmm. not denying what Jesus put together, right? He built the church. Yeah. But he built and designed the church, and. That church immediate, immediately had a hierarchy of authority. Yes. Yeah. They want. Right. Have yeah. And it's weird how the hierarchy in Protestantism, because the more I study the reformers and the counter reformers, the more I realize that their hierarchy is flips up upside down. And that's something that John Salsa also says, uh, because if you look at their their hierarchy, it's from the bottom up. It's uh, the the uh the the people give that authority to the pastors and then the pastors 
you know, it's they're all connected to Christ. And and the other way in, in the Catholic or even in the Orthodox, the authority comes from Jesus through the bishops, through the laity. And 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 it's that's one of the things about unfortunately that the more I study uh, the you know the arguments of of, of the pious the tenth society, uh, their their ecclesiology is kind of flipped upside down because I think uh, 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 Cardinal or uh, Bishop Lefebvre said you know that the necessity comes from the people. And that's not true. That's that's Protestantism as, at, at a core. He's done exactly what Martin Luther himself did. Yeah. If you look at all his arguments, they're the same. Uh, he has he calls the Pope the Antichrist. Martin Luther called the Pope the Antichrist. So his arguments, everything is paralleling. Uh, he's just a modern day Martin Luther, as yeah. much as some people want to say he was a saintly man. Yeah. Um, Stephen Fish is a good friend of mine. He's been on the show. He's a friend of the show. Just mm-hmm. made a comment. Is good, good guy. Um, he just made the comment. He just wished that the mass is more reverent. And what yeah. I want to say is, usually when you see some video of a crazy mass, something crazy. I've seen a lot of times when you get studying, that weren't even Catholic. That was Episcopal or, mm-hmm. or some other thing. But um. I want to ask Stephen, maybe he can type in the comments. When you say you wish it was more reverent, I don't know what that means because I've never seen irreverence. Hey, Jack and Paul, I've never, I don't know what that means. I really don't because I went to Latin Mass a few times. Yeah. I've been to Latin Mass a few times. And you, you know, one reason I didn't like going. Is because there's too much talking before the mass. Yeah, I'm used yeah. to a reverent, nervous order mass where everybody's quiet. You're on your knees saying your prayers before mass. I went to Latin mass church. Man, it was like being in a cafeteria. You know, all these people, these old people talking. Yeah. I was thinking, I thought, you know, but yeah, irreverent. Yeah, so the, the one thing that I do want to say about that, though, is because I've heard this from people that have left uh, to the society, uh, that they're always talking how that mass is not reverent. Uh, my question is, what are you paying? A, what's your focus on? Is your focus on Christ during the consecration? Or are you out there looking, gawking at every, are you uh, rubbernecking, uh, you know, where you're like, let me see where I can find the, uh, error in in the the Novus Ordo because you're not there really to worship Christ. You're there to find the fault within the people. And and I'm sorry to say this, but the the church does teach this that we're all sinners. So there are going to be things that happen. Uh, is there a time where you speak to that person and say, hey, you know what? Because like yesterday, I uh, actually on 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 uh, Wednesday I went to mass and. Uh, one lady, I guess this there was, there was a gentleman while we were praying before mass. He was watching a video and he looked at her and she looked at him and she said, "Hey, can you turn that down?" And that's the simple thing to do. You know, it's not be don't be uh, you know mean about it, but just be respectful about it and say, "Hey, you know what? This is time for mass. Can you spit out your gum? Can you turn turn off your phone?" Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's not. And if that person feels offended. At that point, if they say something, get an usher. You know, that's that they get one of the Knights of Columbus is it, that that are there, uh, and just let them know, hey, um, this person has a phone out and he's playing it. You know, uh, stuff like that. But like the like like you know the thing about it is that those people that say I wish it was more reverent, they're there not to focus on Jesus Christ. They're there to focus on the person. And 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 unfortunately, we get distracted because we live in an age where we get instant gratification. Now, it's not back in the, you know, the 70s or the 80s where we actually had to read books. Uh, <laughs> now we just get everything through our ears uh, or our eyes. So, but... Uh, you know what's funny? is all. Uh, I'm not going to mention his name, but I know a priest Personally, and I've been to a, to his mass many times, and 
he, if my friend Stephen or Lindsay, if they went to his mass, two two fine folk, you know, personally, if they did, and and it was the first time I went there, I was Protestant and I walked in there, two fine folk. Okay, now because you're in a uh, semi-rural, back-ass, backwater, redneck country Catholic parish. Yeah. The people in that congregation, uh, they're, they're not living in high cotton, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Come to church, their Sunday best may not look that good. Yeah. And, you know, you can see different things in the mass that, after you've been going a while, you would say, well, they shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, what choice do they have? Because yeah. it's like down in, you know, in third world countries. Yeah. And you go to mass in South America or Africa, and they ain't no telling what you're going to see that might just blow your mind. It's the oh, yeah. But, yeah. My, but my dad. That priest, I was there once in the ladies cell phone rang and that priest will use profanity from the pulpit and say turn that damn phone off and get the hell out he's done that he'll do that in a heartbeat he will <laughs> cut from the pulpit you ain't gotta worry about no knights of columbus yeah no usher he will do it himself. i've seen him do it many times he'll flat yeah. out i remember one time he said if you voted for obama get the hell out of my church and that's what that's what that's yeah. exactly what he said. Um, so some people go to his church and find him irreverent. Yeah. But yeah. he's he's cracking the whip. Yeah, and, and I mean it's like that's the, the one thing about priests is that at times they, they do need to crack that whip. Um I think a lot of people that's the other thing is with uh well, you know, with the scandals, a lot of people have forgotten what a priest is. Um, that's, that's unfortunately unfortunate because, um, they forget that a priest is somebody is really an ambassador for Christ with his authority. Um, and we just got to treat them like that. They, they have that, that, that special seal, I guess, you know, the order of Melchizedek where we just got to remember they're also human. Uh, you know, they're, they're representative of Christ. Um, and, and, and unfortunately, a lot of people, we tend to kind of look at, uh, the, the flaws of people instead of looking at the way what God sees. Uh, I remember when I was uh, maybe about 27, I remember meeting a couple of seventh day of Bendis at the flea market, um, and one of the ladies, you know, she had an anger towards the Catholic Church. And I asked her, well, what's your anger? What's your beef with the Catholic Church? And she said, it's because they didn't allow my father to get buried in the Catholic cemetery. So I asked her, okay, was there a reason? And, uh, and I, you know, I kept probing and probing. And she finally said, well, he, he left my mother and got married to another woman outside of the church. And and when he died, he still was still with the second wife. And so the priest at that time, and this was in the, in the 60s around mm-hmm. there. So the priest said, no, we can't bury him here. He has to go to a, another type of cemetery. And so that was her anger towards the church. And I had to explain that to her. And after that, and this lady... I have to say she had authority because there was they're always they're always in twos. And uh she told the other lady to shut up because I was explaining. Because I when I was explaining, and this lady kept interrupting me and trying to get the, the conversation to go a different way. She just told her, You need to be quiet because I'm listening to this and I need the answer because it's been over 40 years and I still haven't gotten the answer. So I gave her the answer and she said, You know what? Thank you so much because that makes so much sense to me now. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, you know, the, the people that are angry at the church, they just need to be heard. And 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 I get it. I, I get it. Um, but at the same time, I also 
I'm not going to take anybody's disrespect towards the church. And if you see my videos, I, I, I just go directly at them. I attack them. I attack. I don't say I defend. I attack because I still have that Protestant in me that says we got to attack the fault, the mm -hmm. errors. And I still haven't changed that mentality. Uh, you know, there are times that I do defend and I do um, try to understand the person like I just you know mentioned. But at most of the time when they're they're talking about the priest, for instance, that's something that I will not take no no disrespect and I and I will attack them with, you know, I won't be mean to them, but I will be uh, as aggressive as they are towards the to to towards those priests. So um, that's one of the things that I think a lot of Catholics, we as Catholics need to understand that we gotta start going on the offensive. And and that's that's one of the things that I do in my apologetics is that I'm always on the offensive instead of the defensive because if we're always on uh, defending and we're not uh, showing them their errors because if you notice every time you talk to a Protestant they wanna they wanna bunny hop from topic to topic mm -hmm. they <laughs> if they don't start with with you know oh well, why do you guys go to confession. Uh, and then you start talking about it, and then they were like, "Well, why do you need to listen to a bishop?" Or why do you? What, who? And they start jumping from topic to topic, and it's never. Do you know why they jump? Because they don't get the answer. Because a good Catholic that knows his faith knows the Bible and quotes the Bible to yeah. beat them, and they cannot handle that because they don't believe. Some of them don't even believe. They say they believe the Bible until they read something Catholic in there. Then they oh, yeah. Yes. yeah, no, and that's that's what I said. Like I said, Matthew uh, 16, 18, and then going to Isaiah, that was one of the, the things that I, <laughs> that, that I as a Catholic, like I said, I would shut the Bible because it, it sounded too Catholic. Uh, for instance, you know, Genesis 3, 15, I'm, I'm like, wait, why is there enmity between the woman and the serpent? And that always kind of, and I was like thinking, and and honestly, the first thought that he came when I read that verse was Mary. And then this was an, as an evangelical. And I was like, nope, uh, this is Satan trying to confuse me. So I would close the Bible. Uh, but then it kept bothering me. Uh, and then, of course, I see, you know, Elizabeth, uh, you know, St. John the Baptist jump in her womb. And then I see stuff like David jumping before the ark. And I'm like, that's kind of similar. Um, so I was like looking, and this the weird thing is that I would talk to my evangelical friends at the time I was in the church, and I would say, "Hey, did you guys notice that this is similar to this in the New Testament?" And they would say, "Yeah, that's that's kind of it's like they're 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 like two ends of a puzzle coming together." And we didn't know that that was called typology at the time. So, um, but. That's one of the things that that I think as as Catholics we have to go a little bit on the offensive mainly because if we are not going on the offensive then we're always answering but we're never asking them about their faith for instance you know why don't they have priests yeah. and, and and most of the time you know you'll get two answers one well because Jesus did away with the priesthood yet you know Hebrews 7:11 says that the priesthood changed it didn't end. It changed mm -hmm. from the Levites to the order of Melchizedek. Uh, and then, you know, if you look at it, you, there's the the believers, the priesthood of believers in the New Testament. There's a priesthood of believers in the Old Testament. But where's the ministerial priesthood? Because there is a high priest in Jesus Christ and there was a high priest in Aaron. But where's the 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 Levites, the 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 second tier in the ministerial priesthood, which the Levites held. But if you notice that in uh, that the way the Levites were made into that ministerial priesthood is that they were washed, like it says in uh, Exodus, I think, 40 um, or numbers as well. But they were washed and they and that's how they entered that priesthood. Well, what did Jesus do to the apostles? He washed them before. And so it's like when I started seeing that, I'm like, wait, that's that's the priesthood right there. Right. Um, but it's always crazy how 
You know, and, and there was one point that I think uh, uh, one one apologist that I recently saw on, on TikTok, he said, well, why don't we ever see people praying to Mary? Well, because she was alive still. You know, um, we do see that St. Paul uh, was praying for Omniferous. Yeah, I can't say his name, but, but uh, Omnimus or something like that, one of us or something like that. But we do know that he prayed for him and, and we know that he was dead. So yeah. why would he be praying for him if he's saved, you know? You know, um, talk to Moses, and the Bible says that God had right. married um, Did you know, I saw a comment the other day. Now, I don't read comments, but every now and then when you're doing your, you know, editing and stuff, you'll catch one. This guy said, show me in the New Testament where anyone's called Pope. And uh -huh. somebody answered him and said, show me in the New Testament where anyone's called Pastor. Yeah. Like Pastor Jim. Show me. Yeah. yeah. It's not in there. Yeah. yeah. Matter of fact, the word pastor, the true word of pastor, I've been told, is only in the Bible in that context one time. Yeah. So yeah, they, and there's yeah. all these pastors, but they, you know, they don't like the priest. The priest is all in the New Testament in Revelation and Hebrews and everything. But they're in, they ain't talking about any pastors. Pastor Paul, Pastor Timothy, submit yeah. to your That's not in the Bible. Well, the, the other day I put up, up a video of uh, of a uh, pastor saying, where is the Jesus, you know, the pray Jesus into your heart prayer? Yeah. It's not in the Bible. And a lot of Protestants seem to get, well, you get it from this part and you get it from that. It's like, but it's that prayer, you guys, according to your own doctrine of sola scriptura, if it's not in the Bible, then it's it's not, you can't use it. Yeah, and what they, about they, the, huh? the of accountability? Yeah. You don't yeah. kids until they yeah. reach the age of accountability. And if it ain't in the Bible, we don't believe it. Well, show yeah. me that in the Bible. Yeah, it, it, it's and that's the funny part is that they, they, they were doing a lot of uh, mental gymnastics on that, and also now you're becoming very Catholic because I I told him that <laughs> he didn't like that he he blocked me immediately. <laughs> so it's it's always funny because that's the one thing is that a lot of times Protestants tend to uh, focus on one verse, and and even though you're giving them multiple verses, uh, they tend to. Um, to ignore all those other verses, even though you know, call them like like call them man father, but yet there's like hundreds of of of, uh, of verses in the Bible that call people father, uh, whether it's a physical father, whether it's a spiritual father, and yet they ignore all those. Uh, like for instance, even uh, Saint Peter alludes to himself as a father, and I think in Second uh, Peter five thirteen, where he says, "My son Mar Marcus." says to greet you. St. Paul himself said, "My Timothy, my son, my spiritual son. And it's like, he just, he's alluding to himself as a father. The two guys that, that most Protestants, you know, say, you know, and that's a weird, that's the funny part is that a lot of Protestants say Peter was never in the Bible, but, you know, he says, greetings from Babylon, which is code word for, for Rome, uh, pagan Rome. Yeah. But, Another funny thing is the word relationships, not in the New Testament. Yeah. The word yeah. relationship is twice. Yeah. And the root word of both words means the same thing. Yeah. Relationship and religion come from the same thing. So, look, here's what I want to do. Um, sure. I got an idea for Joe. And I'll shoot you a text on your TikTok. Sometimes sure. I wish that you could make some shorter ones because when I go to, to put your content on my site, which I've done, you know, sure. with, I tell them, I'm going to take your stuff. Oh yeah. No, you're welcome. You're, you can take all my stuff if you want. Yeah. You better stamp your stuff with your name. Cause I, I won't claim credit for it, but I'll show it to the whole world. But if you oh, have yeah. some that were, because like, if you have one that's three minutes, I can't share it on shorts. Because yeah. it's a one minute limit. So, yeah. you know, I'd like to get some of your minute and less ones 
because yeah. you're really good. You're you're excellent. And Thank you. I've been to see TikTok banned me right after I had to start. I've had to start all over on social media because I've been banned and kicked off. And TikTok, when I sure. first met you, TikTok banned me. Uh-huh. So I had yeah, remember you had a bigger follow. Yeah, that's right. But I'm going to have you on again real soon. Oh, anytime. And I'm going to get your TikTok link when I get caught up and posted on this uh, video. Please get your, I love this. This is a good video. You're a great teacher. Well, thank you. I, I, it, it's, it's like I tell everybody, I get everything from, I, I, I stand on Titan's uh, shoulders. I'm just a little guy. I'm the Jiminy Cricket. Uh, and I stand on their shoulders like, you know, the church fathers and other um, great apologists. Uh, St. Francis the Sales is one of my favorites. Uh, and I always recommend uh, Catholic Controversies. Uh, as as one of the best apologetics books out there. Hmm. Well, brother, I'm going to see you on TikTok, and I love Definitely. you. I've learned love a lot. You too. I want to get Taco Nacho on here, but I appreciate you, and I'll shoot you a text in a little bit, okay? All right. Definitely. All right. Take care. Thank you so much. Bye, Bye-bye. Anytime. Bye-bye.